Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in, third and final hour here on Tuesday. And again, room for you at 508-996-0500. I've, I've got the phones figured out, I think. So uh, we can take your phone calls uh, again. Thank you to our engineer for his uh, great work helping us overcome what would have been a significant challenge uh, and being able to, uh, to get us some, some phones for you to be able to call in and, uh, and interact with us. But especially important because, again, on, on tom- tomorrow we're going to have Mayor Mitchell in the 11 o'clock hour, and folks always like to call in and talk with the mayor. On Thursday, we're going to have City Council President New, Bed- uh, New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad in with us uh, for an hour in the 10 a.m. hour to take phone calls from you, the listeners. And then she'll be back with us on Friday with Counselor from Ward 6, Ryan Pereira. So we want to make sure that we have the ability for you to call in and interact during those segments. But also, again, if you don't want to call in, we always tell you about app chat. But it took it, you know, it really took yesterday and and not having phones for a while for me to think, hey, I should put together an article, uh, put up a post on WBSM.com and on the app explaining exactly how people can use the open line feature, which is where you can record a voicemail and send it in to us. That's basically what it is. You open it up, you hit the button, it allows you to record audio. You can say whatever you want. Please keep it clean for air so that we can play it back. But. It's like making a phone call to us when you can't make a phone call to us. You can call in and chime in anytime you want, and then we can play it back. And I hope people will start to utilize that function for a couple of reasons. One, because it's a great tool that we can work into what it is that we do here. And another great feature of the the WBSM app brought to you by South Coast Towing. But the other reason is, because Fun 107 uses it, and they get a lot of phone calls. They get a lot. I mean, they get a lot of uh, voicemails on on there, and and I feel like we're left out here, and I'm kind of competitive, so I don't want them to be the only ones getting all of these these voicemails. I want to get them here on WVSM too, so you can send those by opening up the app and hitting the the open line button. And that will allow you to record the audio. And it's super easy to do. Uh, if you can't figure it out on your own, though, check out the post that I have at WBSM.com and on the app. And it walks you through it step by step with uh, visuals so that you can see exactly what you need to press and how you need to do it. 
but super easy to do, I promise. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. There we go. I got you right on the first try. There we go. <laughs> You're getting better until they change the system again. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't remember how to use the, the, the new one. Yes, yes. Uh, it was good to hear that Lisa White on there give a, you know, a landlord side of things. Uh, but I can remember a while back in the early 2000s, uh, properties were selling for crazy money, okay, real crazy money. And people and the loans were going out from the banks like no tomorrow. And then all of a sudden the market changed and the properties weren't really worth as much as people had paid for them. Mm -hmm. And people lost properties left and right. So I, I, it's too bad there isn't some form of, you know, compromise or something that could be reached here as to what happens in the future. Because taking the past is, uh, you know, prologue to the future, uh, <laughs> this could happen again. In other words, you can go up there saying, I got a tenement down in the south end that's worth $1 million. Uh, but maybe in the long run it won't be. And then where do you go from there, you know? Uh, how do you feel about it as a person who rents if all of a sudden your, you know, landlord said to you, hey, Tim, I got to double your rent? How, yeah. how, would, how would you, what would you think? I think I have to move because I, I, have, to, I have to live in my parents' uh, extra bedroom. Oh, I see. Go back but, with your parents. But that's, the, that's not very good for a guy your age. Take it from me. No, it's not. Because I did that for a while, so I live with my parents for I'd, a say, I'd say it would cramp my style, but I don't really oh, have any style. Absolutely. So. Uh, like you told me, like I hear you talk about in your house, uh, it, it's it's your your place, and you don't let anybody in there, is, basically. Yeah. And certainly you'd lose all that privacy. As, and, and as an adult, yeah, it's very hard to live with your parents or... And, uh, you know, it's my rules, my, my house, my rules, you know, that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, I... Uh, but, you know, I, I think that, you, you know, you make a fair point. And, and my, my landlord in Wareham was, was cognizant of that fact because... So it just so happened that all these housing prices started to rise mm -hmm. at the time that he wanted to cash out of all of his properties that he owned because he had retired and he wanted to be able to collect Social Security and all that and kind of stuff. And not have the, the worries about the properties. Right. So he, he decided to, to sell off all of his properties. And when he did, he was, you know, we, we had conversations about it. And he said, I'm actually a little bit concerned because I don't know, you know, these people are coming in and they're going to pay me these nice prices for these houses. But I'm, I'm concerned that within two years, they're not going to have the same value at all. Yes. And these people way overpaid. Yes. yes. And again, I, you, know, I, you know, to me, history never repeats itself, but it rhymes as supposedly Mark Twain said. And uh, I, I think that's what you might see here, especially if the train... Uh, doesn't bring in those uh, uh, people making all kinds of big bucks in uh, in, in uh, Boston, and they're, they're going to commute from here, which you Dunn couldn't do, uh, so I don't know how they're going to do it. And uh, that, that'll that change things. And, and all the people that are speculating about fixing properties and stuff uh, won't be able to, you know, get what they want for them. And then maybe the bank will own the property, uh, again, as happened in the past uh, but you know, Tim, I would I would really think if I were you, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, my landlady was very nice to me, and she told me years ago when the properties were high, uh, Bill, the properties there aren't uh, you know aren't going to be worth what they are now, you know. And uh, you know, I because she sold me the house I live in right now for a more than reasonable price. She was like a second mother, and uh, you know. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I would be like that 85-year-old gentleman that called you saying, hey, what am I going to do, you know? And, uh, yes, you know, the, the the thing that comes up is maintenance and stuff like that after. And 
yeah, that is a problem. But maintenance is a far a better problem to have rather than being out on the street. As when I go out at New Bedford at night to get a coffee or something, I see a lot of people uh, around. I would wish that the uh, legislators of our city, the city council, and the mayor would take a, raw, a, a walk around New Bedford at, at night, you know, or go for a coffee at night and and look and see what they what they see because obviously uh, you see some things that in the daytime uh, maybe you miss, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, Tim, I would recommend to you uh, that uh, you see if this gentleman that where you're living, if he wants to sell you the house buy it and uh, make a lot of money go national with your program and, uh, <laughs> and then you can have maintenance people take care of you uh, well see um what my whole thing is i'm still holding out hope that i can buy that big old creepy victorian you know house that uh, that looks like something out of a horror movie i just haven't found it yet yeah so. i know maybe somebody will give one to you but you'll have plenty of maintenance on that uh, Tim, that's sure. <laughs> no no i don't want to do the maintenance on it oh you're, you're gonna I'll, leave it creepy like i'll totally that. ruin the aesthetic if i do <laughs> All I have to make sure is that the plumbing works. That's well, it. All I can say is from my experience and at the age that you're at right now, uh, maybe the prices are tough now. If that gentleman that you rent for you, uh, from you offers you the, the house, if I were you, I, and if it's a reasonable price that you can afford, I would take it. And, you know, and, and, and don't be like that gentleman that called up. I'm 85 years old and fi- on a fixed income. What am I going to do? And because that, you know, there before the grace of God go I. Nah, I'm given. I'm given serious consideration to buying a mobile home that I can have paid off in 20 years, and then you know when I'm done working, all I have to worry about is coming up with those park fees every month. Well, yeah, and, and those park fees are going to increase. Maybe not as much as the rents and everything, but they get you, uh, you know, uh, by the hair, so to speak, uh, with with that sort of thing. If you could, you know, you're a single guy like me, so if you could find a nice little cozy place that isn't too dear, that maybe not too many people want because it's small. You know, the electricity isn't bad because you're one person. The heat isn't bad because you're one person. Uh, you know, you can, you know, get by like that. You know, I, when you see Jack Spillane, ask him how he's getting by with a house he bought and uh, all that. I mean, I'm, I'm also really enticed by the idea of moving into a 55-plus community as soon as I turn 55. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine being the young guy being there. I'll be, I'll be everybody's best well, friend. Well, again, you know, when Gilly Safiotis calls up and he talks about uh, Trip Towers again, I saw that on TV, okay? And, uh, you know, he isn't being listened to, but there were a lot of older people in that area that were concerned, you know, because there were uh, younger people moving in and that there were activities going on. Uh, they, those people felt that uh, they were nervous about. And so, you know, when you move into a facility like that, uh, that's what you're going to wear. And, I, and again, they were all older people, and I felt sorry for them because even me, I just hear a little noise and I'm running to the window to see what the heck is that, what the heck is that, which... Maybe as a younger man, I, who cared, you know? So uh, that that's the down to that, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think if you know you can be as independent as possible uh, as you get older, uh, you know. And again, the job that you have, uh, I, I think there's a good possibility. Uh, you, you can stay on until your uh, Phil Paleologus' age. <laughs> oh, I'll be much older. I, I have no choice. I'll be working until I'm 100. I well, have I no know, choice. But Phil's still working, too, and I imagine Phil doesn't have to work after the diner. So he's an elderly guy, so uh, that would be my... Uh, oh, don't throw around the E word. He's listening. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but, but again, that, I, I think that should probably be your... Uh, your, your you know your your goal, you know, is to you know still be on the radio and doing what you like best and all that. I'm actually going to build a radio studio in my big creepy Victorian mansion. <laughs> That's part of my plan. All right. Dream when you're feeling blue. <laughs> okay, it. we'll see you later, Tim. Take care. Have Bye. a good one. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
Hi, Tim. Always enjoy listening to the program. Thank you. I have, I have to, I was just laughing about uh, who was the M calling in complaining about. You're always talking about the same thing. That's why nobody listens to you. Yeah, I have a, there's a lot of people that are listening to the show. I know, I know. But you know what? Listen, WBSM, open line, call it what you want. It's been around for years. And it's so, there's so much information and helpful, helpful information. I've learned a lot. I used to listen to it. I was, I was a kid in the 60s, going way back, you know. My parents used to listen to my aunts and stuff. But all I wanted to say is, you know, M should do what I do. Like when they start to, when Howie Carr comes on or they start talking too much about Trump, I change the station. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it's, it's variety. You can, you can listen to whatever exactly. it is that you want. But you do a good job. And I wanted to call last week, oh, the week before, I don't know when the woman really berated you about, <laughs> the commercials and stuff. I'm like, God bless you. You really put it up with it. It's <laughs> you have the patience of Job. I have fun and with it. Have a great day. I know you do. You handle it very well. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I listen. For every person that complains, oh, you're talking about the city council again, there's a lot of people that are intrigued by that and informed by that that might not be hearing about it otherwise. So, and whether it might, it might be talking about the ballot questions, it might be talking about the, you know, the council versus mayor drama, it might be sharing information that you didn't know. That's, that's what this is all about. You know, we're here to entertain and inform. So if you don't find it entertaining or if you don't find it informative, Take a break, then come on back. When you come back, I guarantee you you'll be hearing something else that you'll find entertaining and informative. 508-996-0500, you are next on WBSM. Oh, Hi, you're on the air. tone, huh? Ah, there you are. When you go to click over. Oh, I'm no, like, it's, yeah, we, we, we have the old-fashioned phone in here. <laughs> um, I got to agree with you. I, when, I, when I first started listening to your show, Tim, I, I, I couldn't stand you. <laughs> I really couldn't. No offense or nothing. But, <laughs> None taken. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I don't mind it. I, I like listening to you know um, Bill in the morning. I listen to you at nine, you know, and then I listen to Barry at one. I, I listen to all three, and it's you know I, I find all three entertaining. You know what I mean? But um, listen, my question to you is: I know you're tech savvy with the app and everything. Um, I got an iPhone, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't seem to figure out how to get back to the home screen where you have that variety of app chat and everything else. I know you can do it when you're when you're on, well, when you're listening to the, you know, the, the app, you know what I mean? It'll have the WBSM logo, and then it'll have, like, the, the phone the phone on the left, you know, the, the audio, this and that, on the mm-hmm. right. Um, but even to app chat, you have to close the app out, let it refresh, get back to the original homepage when you open up the app, and, you know, by that time, you know, the subject could already be gone, you know, that I wanted to app chat about or something, you know? Hmm. I don't know if that's a, something you could talk to, um, you know, your tech team about, but... Yeah, what I'll have to do is I'll have to have somebody who has iPhone, um, you know, take a look at it because I have Android, so I, I don't yeah. know that I'm seeing the same thing. So you're saying that when you go in and you're listening live, you're trying to go back and, and do something else while it's playing the, the live? Yeah, it won't let you go back to the original home screen. Like, you know how, like, you get, you know, you open up the app and there's, you know, the, the usually there's, like, a headline or something there mm-hmm. in the middle of the screen. And then right underneath that headline, there's, like, a scroll bar where you can choose to app chat. 
right. know, uh, voice call or whatever, you know, voicemail call, whatever you want to call it. Um, then when you go to hit on the top right-hand corner, you have the, the play button, you know, you can listen live. Yep. Once you hit that live button, there's no going back to that home screen. You can't get back to that home screen. You've got to close out the app to get back there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let me see. Oh. Looking on mine. Um... I know you can app chat while y'all listening. You can app chat while y'all listening, but there's no way to, um, like, the, like the podcast. Yeah. Like if I wanted to check the podcast out, I, I'd have to close the whole app out, let it refresh, and then go and... Yeah, so I do. I do see the app chat button at the bottom of the 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 screen while I'm playing the listen the, while I'm playing the stream. Right. So yeah, you can see that, no problem. There's a what there's I'm a phone. About is like, you, yeah. you're seeing a phone button. You're seeing an app chat yep. button. You're seeing the button to pause yep. it. Yep. But there's no way to there's no way to put your audio if you wanted to leave a voicemail. You know what I mean? You you'd have to close out the app altogether. Oh yeah, it. yeah. You would have to because otherwise it would be playing. It's already using your your phone's media to play. To play the audio, All right, so, so that's, you, that's you, you then. yeah, your microphone wouldn't work if you're already playing something back. It's it's like shutting out your microphone while that's playing. All right, there you go. You answered my question. Appreciate it. We 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 it took a little bit, but we figured it out. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. All right, I'll have a good day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that that's that's why that is because um, if you try if you had it playing, and you tried to record the audio, it would. It would be playing in the background, and it would screw it up. So that's why it looks like it cuts that out. Um, I mean, granted, obviously, you know, I'm sure John's thinking I would just turn it down while I'm uh, while I'm talking, and then go back in and listen to it. But yeah, no, I think I think that that's the um, that's the reason for that. It's probably because the device wants to block one uh, to be able to do the other, so they had to they had to make it that way. But I I get his point. Uh, the the thing about the send audio video option or the open line, you know, you can do that anytime too. So, you know, I know obviously he was talking about responding to what it is that we're talking about on the air, but also feel like anytime that, you know, something catches your attention or you have an idea or something that you want to, you want to send over, you can send that anytime. So it doesn't have to be just during the programs. And I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I thought, Hey, if we can get that going and we can get enough people complaining about it, maybe we can do our own version of the chump line. Maybe we could have people actually record stuff in there that would be for the chump line and we could create one. Now, I don't think we'd get enough to do it every day like Howie Carr does. And I also don't have a team of producers that could produce it. But, you know, maybe we can put something together once a week. I already know what I want to call it. You ready for this? Should I tell you? Should I give it away? I want to call it the WBSM BS line because you'll be putting the BS in WBSM. That's that's what I always say to people when I introduce myself. They're like, oh, you're on the radio? What station are you on? I'm like, I'm the BS in WBSM. So anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in, app chat if you want to text in, and open line if you want to voicemail in. We'll take a break and be back in a few more.
And of course, that song is about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was assassinated on this day 55 years ago. And, uh, you know, in, in that song, the lyric is early morning, April 4th, shot rings out in the Memphis sky. And anybody that knows the story knows that it actually happened in the evening. But because Bono lived in Ireland and the time difference, you know, it was early morning for Ireland. But however, it would already been April 5th, but it wouldn't have made sense in the song. So in later years, when Bono sings that song in concert, he always corrects it to um, to April, to, to uh, early evening, April 4th. And uh, they just put out songs of surrender, and I think uh, they changed the lyric in that, too. Uh, anyway, 508-996-0500. We can get right back to the phone calls. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hey, how's it going, Tim? Good. How are you? Hey. That's what I love about your show. I learned so much, to be honest with you. That's my. Uh, that's the reason why I love listening. Even with that little statistic just now, like, you know, I didn't know that, so something I learned today. Awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, dumb trivia is what my brain is full of. Wow. You should do a trivia podcast or something. You'd kill it. Uh, But anyway, on another note, I was, unfortunately, I was interviewing people for positions, so uh, I only got to catch the end of that 15-minute interview with uh, Lisa White. And so I'm definitely going to be going on the podcast to, like, listen to it fully. Yeah, she she um, actually stayed with us the whole hour, which was, you know, I was originally only going to have her on for a bit, but she she stayed with us and answered phone calls and everything. So you'll have a good good listen there. Yeah, definitely. And, like, uh, you know, is that the same Lisa White that didn't she run for, like, city council? She did, yes. Yeah, see, so, like, that's another thing. It's like here we got uh, someone who has, like, a wealth of information, right? Sounds educated, kind of puts her money where her mouth is, invests in the community, so on and so forth. And she didn't make the cut. And that's why it's so important to, like, educate yourself and get out there and, like, you know, vote, meet the people, see what they're about, because these are the people who aren't going to talk about it. They're actually going to, like, you know, do things. And so and, and, and she knows what she's talking about. I don't think she'll mind. She shared this story when she was running. She bought her first house when she was 18 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. And well, crazy. she was a waitress, and she saved up all of her cash money tips and went out and made a down payment and bought a house, and she learned how to be a property owner uh, before she was even really an adult. Yeah, and that's how, you know, and that's how it happened. And, like, you know, and this is why I called. The earlier caller had stated that, you know, a lot of people were buying. That's what happens. The market fluctuates, right? It's up and down, up and down. I believe he said the same thing. Uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um And that's basically what I see. Obviously, now there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. But in terms of people who overpay for houses and then get upside down and sell their house, what they have to understand is, yeah, like, you know, and I saw this in 2007, uh, well, eight plus, right? People buying houses and just letting them go and saying, hey, you know, I bought a house for 300000 That's only worth one fifty now, so I'm going to let the bank take it. But if they had held on to it, like what matters is as long as you can make the payment, right? Because if they had held on to it, here we are years later, and that house not only met that value that they paid for it, but then exceeded it, you know? So it's not about like, you got to think about it as, 
you know, you buy something you like, you commit to it, you make those payments, so on and so forth. I mean, I was fortunate enough that I bought my first income property. It was a foreclosure home, you know, and I bought it right. And there was a bunch of equity in it. And that's what allowed me to continue to buy another one, so on and so forth. Um, and that's what, you know, is here we are and everybody like, you know, is in this crunch, but you got to understand the market's turning. Now's the time to like start saving your pennies because, you know, once things start changing and those homes become affordable again, now's your opportunity to jump in something to something for pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. and invest. And you're investing in the community and you're giving people places to live and what allows you to, you know, not overcharge people and kind of do the right thing. That way it's like, you know, and that's why I feel bad and I believe she probably touched on it. That's a lot of people, unfortunately, have to charge those exorbitant rents because they're paying $550 for a three-family home. I can't even imagine what the mortgage is, never mind insurance, taxes, water bills, right. maintenance costs, all of that. It's crazy. That, so I told my son, he's 18 and, you know, he's just getting started off on his life. And I said, hey, the most important thing you can do is you know, buy yourself a home and, and, and do that at a young age. And that will give you the foundation of everything you need. And, and maybe buy yourself a three family home that you can live in one and, and be able to bring in some income from the other ones because it's, it's the only way to move up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. I purchased a home. I lived on, I actually lived on the second floor because I knew it would, (laughs) you knew the first floor would be more valuable. There you go. And you, and then you work your way up from there, you know, and you take out the equity once the houses jump up in value and there you go. That's your deposit for your next one, you know? And, uh, but like I said, Take things are starting to change. Take this as an opportunity to kind of save and really crunch, uh, you know, keep things tight and save as much as possible and then take the risk. And at the same time, again, you're investing in your community, you know, you're beautifying these homes, you're keeping them up to date, and you're giving people a place to live and you don't have to price gouge them and everybody's comfortable and living happy. And that's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. Yeah, you got it. Have a good one. Let's go to the next call, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning. How are you doing, Tim? Good, how are you? Well, doing all right. You know, back in 1968, Lyndon Johnson had his speech on the war on poverty and uh, food stamps and welfare programs, Mm -hmm. and here we are, 55 or 50, yeah, 55 years later, and uh, he said it was supposed to... Uh, all these programs were going to put an end to poverty in America. Guess what? And it didn't happen. And uh, James Carvel uh, was, well, Bill Clinton's uh, campaign manager, and he said it. It's the economy, stupid. We need jobs, jobs, jobs. But we're talking about rent stabilization, you know, Eastern Fisheries closing. Two, over 200 people going to lose their jobs. And Blue Harvest Fisheries 80-something people out of a job and other businesses that have left in restaurants and other businesses that are on the brink of leaving. What happens when these jobs leave? You know, what's going to happen to the city? You're going to just, you know, uh, keep taxing uh, the homeowner with rent control? I mean, there's an underlining problem here, and that is both Republicans and Democrats have sold all our jobs. 
uh, going back to the early 70s. Some would even say late 60s it started. And now we got less jobs, high inflation. We got a, a runaway uh, interest rates, uh, high energy costs, and it's all political. You know, a lot of people like to say, well, you can't control national. I'll focus on your city and, the, and town. But it's trickled down there. Of course it affects. You know, when we don't drill for oil, we don't have uh, natural gas. And when we've, uh, we've just uh, run up a debt, $32 trillion, we sent all our jobs overseas. Now it's all the service jobs. And you know something, uh, I heard something on uh, the radio the other day. And uh, this AI, artificial intelligence, uh, many companies, they're going to be laying off because the robots and uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the robots, the, uh, the computers and uh, the mechanisms uh, of business are going to put billions of people out of, out of business. You know, these are things on the horizon. And what we're doing is putting Band-Aids on a big problem that's been going on for decades. Well, even even the robots will need a place to live, right? Even the robots have to have somewhere to be. Um, but, that, you know, I think, listen, I always accuse you of being very doom and gloom outlook uh, with a lot of things. But you are right that there are, you know, when these jobs are leaving, uh, there's there's nobody's addressing what's going to happen to those folks. Now, some of them, uh, I, did, I do believe that... Um, in the case of the Blue Harvest, they're going to be working with them to try to assist them in defining other careers, but that, does, that doesn't mean they're going to. Well, you know something, Tim? You know, I'm, a, I'm not doom and gloom. I'm a pragmatist. I'm a realist. I want solutions. I mean, we're talking about rent control or rent stabilization, as they want you uh, to call it. Uh, but I want, I want to know what the mayor and the city council, our state representatives, and yes, even the governor of the state, what are they doing? to reduce the price of energy, to get to reduce uh, regulation, to reduce taxes, to get business in here. People need jobs, and if you have a job, you can buy a house, you can buy a car, you can pay off your bills. But all of these social programs are not going to solve the problem. And I go back and I'll close by saying, that's what Lyndon Baines Johnson thought in 1968. Guess what? It's worse now than he was president. All right, I'll hold you there. Thank you for the call. All right, Tim. Have a good day. And I would say the social programs have done a lot of good for a lot of people. So, uh, but are there things that, you know, need to be more of a focus now? Of course, there's always going to be things like that. And unfortunately, there's always going to be poverty too. I don't think that we'll ever be able to completely uh, eliminate that from, I mean, even the things that have tried to eliminate poverty over the years uh, and sometimes in some cases in the back end have caused more problems. So it's always going to be a fight. The only thing that you can hope for is that you can mitigate it as much as you can. But unfortunately, we're always going to have it. I mean, that's that's we, we talk about people surviving these days, but they're living below what we call the poverty level. You know, and what does that say? And we have to keep adjusting that because we have to move that goalpost. Maybe maybe so that we don't feel as bad about the, how many people actually are living in poverty. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. What's on your mind? How are you? It's been a while, uh, Bob. I'd like to talk a little bit about real estate. Sure. Uh, my first house uh, I bought was in 1961. I paid fourteen five for it. My mortgage parent, it was a brand new house, brand new cape. My mortgage was eighty-eight fifty-six a month. Wow! And I used to squeak out the eighty-eight and fifty-six 
because I used to make only dollars $110, $120 a week at a time, so times were really tough. So um, I went through a nasty divorce, and uh, I lost the house, lost her. Plus, I had to pay her um, $250 a week for six years. Mm-hmm. And I had to pay the insurance, had to pay the upkeep of the house, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I met a lady, and uh, I was never going to get married again. I met this lady, and she had two feet on the ground, and she was business-oriented like I was. So she never stopped me from buying or investing in properties. My first three-family house, I paid... I paid fifty thousand for it in nineteen eighty three. In nineteen eighty eight I sold it for one eighty eight. Wow, that's a nice return on the investment, huh? Yeah. So now I was on a roll. So um this little old French lady used to come into my shop and I had like private booths and all that and uh I said to her one day, I said, by the way, uh, Mrs. Rushlow, where do you live? I used to talk to her in French all the time because it was a chance for me to maintain my French. Sure. And um, she tells me where she lives. She says, oh, but I want to sell it. I says, why? She was elderly. She says, because if something breaks, we wouldn't know who to call to have it fixed. So she tells me, we haven't rented the second floor since my father died. Talking about her daughter now. Her daughter and her were always together. Since my father died, I said, how many years ago was that? She says, 14 years. So she said, um, my mother wants to sell the house. So I says, when you get home, you tell her that I'm interested. Oh, not before that. I said, how much does your mother want for the house? There's 50000 Two family with a four-star garage in the backyard, off-street parking, beautiful. I, I got about one minute before I got to take a break, Bob, just so you know. Okay. So she gets home, and she calls me back, and she says, Bob, my mother thinks you're such a nice French boy. For you, 40000 Wow. Not 50. And anyway, I fixed that thing up. After I, I gave her life tenancy in the house because she was 93 years old. Sure. And uh, uh, anyway, um, when she passed away, her daughter moved out. Her daughter lived with her. She was kind of uh, a little shaky. And um, I redid the entire apartment. And uh, I sold it for one hundred. Oh, there you go! Another another big return on your investment. So, see, and that's... I had several others. I got about oh, quite a few. See, you've 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 had a, a lot of savvy. You've had a lot of. Uh, you've also had a lot of you know being in the right place at the right time too. But you made your own luck. So, um, I and... had a wife that stuck with me. Yeah, and uh, I I missed. You wouldn't believe on some of the properties that I missed out on. 
one the, the, the building I was in where I had my business had 12 rentals, and I used to t- take care of the building for the Arthur Freights, the own Freights ice cream. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you ever heard of that place. Oh, yeah. There was 12 rentals there, and uh, I used to knock on the door about once a month, and he would say, what the hell do you want? You know, he was a <laughs> nasty old guy, you know. And uh, I said, okay, I'll just keep banging away until he gives in. So <clears throat> while I'm going through the divorce, don't you know his two sisters come over and they said, which one is uh, my name, you know? And uh, this is right here. Uh, well, they said my brother Arthur said that he wants you to have first uh, refusal on this property. Oh, well, there you go. I got to hold you there, Bob, just because I'm up against the break. But okay. uh, thank thank you for sharing. You have a good day. You're, you're welcome. I, I do have to take this break. When we come back, uh, we will. Um, I, I got an app chat message that can help out uh, John, I think. So we'll be back in just a <laughs> Welcome back in. You know, we've been talking a lot about homes and we've been talking about home ownership and having to handle all the repairs of home ownership. And if that's you, if you are in that position and you need some work done in your home, maybe you need some new windows, maybe you need every window in the house replaced, maybe you just need one window in the house replaced, maybe you just need one pane of glass in one window in the house replaced. No matter what it is, Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated in New Bedford are the folks to call. Why? Because they've been doing it for over 35 years and they make sure that they can do all the jobs that you need them to do. Not just the big jobs. They'll do the little jobs that the other guys just won't do. They'll come in and they'll repair a busted screen. If you have a screen that ripped or tore over the winter and you want to be able to open your windows and let that nice spring air in, call Precision. Not only will they come to your home, they'll take the, the stuff back to the, you know, take the screen, the window, whatever it is, they'll take it back to their shop, they'll repair it, they'll bring it back to your home, and they will install it right so that you don't do what I would do, which is put your fist through it as you're trying to put it back in or rip it again somehow or any of that stuff. They make sure that it's uh, installed correctly. So they can do any of those small jobs. They can also do big jobs as well. Maybe you need a new bathroom, a new kitchen. Maybe you need every door replaced in your home or every window. Maybe you need a new roof. Whatever it might be, precision window and kitchen. They're the people to talk to about all of that stuff. All you have to do is go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com and you can find out more or you can stop by their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. But again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com is the place to go to learn everything you need to make sure that you can get the job done right by Precision Window and Kitchen. Um. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.